0: Coming up on the KetoCamp podcast, reversing aggressive cancer with Paul Beattie.
1: Basically 50% of our cell membranes are saturated fats. These are fats that are solid at room temperature your butter your lard your coconut oil and so forth you know your grass fed butter of course and the other 50 percent are these fatty acids and you need to think of these fatty acids as the doors and windows that let things in and out of the cell the unit of life and if they don't fit properly you got leaky windows and doors and when we apply heat light and oxygen to these fats these polyunsaturates, then what we do is we alter their shape. And it's that altering of those shapes that if you take a walk outside today, you'll see the result of that. It's called altered shapes of human beings.
0: Well, hello there, Keto Camper. This episode was so informative. I was really blown away by Paul Beattie's experience over 30 years in the health space, and he specializes in the cell membrane, how you could actually build healthier cell membranes and prevent diseases like cancer and even reverse really aggressive cancers, and that's what he specializes in. We get into the right fats to eat on keto. That'll be the building blocks for the cell membrane. Remember, the cell membrane is 50% fat. It loves the right fat and oxygen and these essential fatty acids which we get into. When you give the body and all 70 trillion cells the building blocks, it will do amazing things. It is the world's greatest physician. So we talk about that. We talk about the lifestyle behaviors that are actually creating interference in the body. creating disease in the body we talk about the wrong fats to eat take out your pen and paper take a note if you have any of these fats mentioned in your kitchen throw them out immediately we have a discussion on supplements and also he has really amazing protocols and research and stories that he shares on his website Uh, we also get into a discussion about Otto Warburg you might have heard of Otto Warburg He's one of the most brilliant scientists in the history of this world and Paul Beatty actually shares a story about Hitler and Warburg and how actually Hitler spared his life because of how brilliant he was. It was I didn't know that. So it was a fascinating discussion. I can't wait to bring him on the show for you. Hey, before I do, I want to acknowledge you for choosing the Keto Camp podcast. We are officially a top 15 podcast in the alternative Health category, and that's courtesy of you. Thank you so much for listening to the show, for sharing it. We are committed to releasing two to three brand new episodes on the podcast every single week. We've had amazing thought leaders from Dr. Daniel Pampa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, Dr. Jason Fung, Dr. Ken Berry has been on twice already, uh, and so many more legends in the space. So if you're not subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button. I wanna take a second here to get to the Apple Podcast review of the day. This is a five-star review from Friend S.L.I., titled Keto Camp. Quote, two months ago, I was searching for a healthier lifestyle. I have been told by my medical doctor that several areas of health were concerns. I have never been on medications long-term and was not happy with the prospect of starting now. I found a Keto Camp podcast and learned all about the health benefits of fasting. I have been following the Keto Camp since then. I have lost 30 pounds and have more energy. I truly believe I'm on the way to a healthier lifestyle. Thank you. Wow, friend. That is such a powerful testimonial. That is a credit to you. You took action on the research because the world rewards action not intention so congratulations to you this is just a perfect example of geniuses there's two types of people out there those who live life as a victim and those who are actually a victor of their future Einstein said said it best right he said intellectuals solve problems geniuses prevent them so you are a genius I acknowledge you amazing keep it going keep removing the interference and keep letting your body heal Thank you again for taking a few minutes there to leave that rating and review. Reviews are the lifeline for podcasts. Okay, let's talk all about the cell membrane, all about cancer, all about the right fats on keto with Paul Beatty. Paul Beatty, B A B P H E M B A, was the national accountant manager for Canada, a Fortune 500 company, who in the 1980s came down with a metabolic disease that doctors could not diagnose. After f- severe flu-like feelings and high fever for days, his left side broke out in many patches and bleeding eczema. Neurological symptoms followed an overwhelming fatigue with pain. Looking for answers, Paul discovered a clinical trial run by Dr. David Horobin, the Canadian biochemical researcher who eventually healed him. Paul has been in the space for over 30 years. He has a production credit and appeared in a Nature of Things David Suzuki episode called Lives in Limbo. He's gathered decades of research, both theoretical and practical, since he has had first-hand experience in successfully treating a wide variety of serious diseases. These include even the most difficult forms of cancer, such as pancreatic and ovarian. His confidence is founded in success. Besides cancer... The protocol he developed shows good results with other serious diseases like autoimmune, cardiovascular, diabetic complications, dermatological issues, women issues, and many more. Paul believes that if we can heal the cell, we can heal anything because every part of our body is comprised of cells, and the cell is the unit of life. This is where health begins and ends. Paul Beattie, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thanks so much. I am excited to talk with you today and uh, have you share your story with, with my audience and get into cancer, how to prevent cancer, what is the cause, why, is we, why do we have this epidemic of cancer. Um, before we get into that topic of cancer, let's talk with your story. How did you get involved with what you're doing today?
1: Well, I have three degrees from McMaster University uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and I graduated and was out in the workaday world. Uh, I had worked in both the U.S. and Canada in about six different cities. And back in 1989, and uh, through all of this, I was very athletic. I played varsity hockey at McMaster and uh, was playing timers and five times a week against, you know, foreign competition—Russia, the Finlands, and so forth. And uh, what happened was, all of a sudden, I fell ill with a viral infection. And I went down for the count, and uh, they didn't know what was going on. I was in really pretty bad shape, and the original diagnosis was multiple sclerosis because there was a couple in my family with uh, multiple sclerosis. But then I didn't have all the symptoms, and eventually they diagnosed me after an uh, infectious disease specialist at Toronto General picked up high teeters to Epstein-Barr cytomyclovirus and human herpes virus 6. And what occurred was I was pretty well bedridden, uh, broke out in large patches of bleeding eczema, about 8 to 10 teeth fell out due to root caries and hair falling out, and uh, didn't have enough energy to hardly get out of bed. And I was looking for answers, and they, they eventually just diagnosed that uh, because of Epstein-Barr, cytomicrovirus and that, as uh, chronic fatigue syndrome back then, you know, the lazy man's disease. Back then, in the early days, 89, 90, this was the yuppie flu, and then it was the post-viral syndrome and all kinds of names because the medical profession didn't know what was going on. But at that time, I was very fortunate because I never sort of gave up, even though they said there was nothing they could do for me. The medical profession, because it was viral, it would run its course. And what they basically said was that it would run its course, and as a consequence, I started trying to look for answers. And there was a a doctor, uh, Byron Hyde, in uh, Ottawa, whose 16-year-old daughter had this at the time. And he started a uh, support group, the Nightingale, after Florence Nightingale Foundation. And he told me about research that was going on in Europe, uh, in Scandinavia. And it was being published in Actoneurological Scandinavia, which didn't help because it was Dutch. But that I got in touch with the professor involved who was... Uh, head of neurology at Royal Glasgow Hospital, a uh, Dr. Peter Bean, And he was Harvard-trained neurologist. And he had a sidekick in all of this named Dr. David Horobin, who I had no idea at the time was the so-called leading-edge authority genius way ahead of his time on essential fatty acids. And when I contacted these people and uh, got through to them, they took me under the wing, Dr. Horobin did. And the, he and his lovely wife at the time sent me these fatty acids from Europe because they weren't available really in North America at the time. And like the study showed about 85% of the people could go back to work in three months. So I went on these fatty acids and I sort of became a uh, understudy and from there sort of uh, started to get better and, uh, Ended up doing some big TV shows, uh, like, you know, what would be the equivalent in the, in the U.S., like 60 Minutes or whatever, W5. Helped produce a show with a bunch of kids with this disease because there was an outbreak in the place where I lived at the time of about 200 that went down. And that was Oakville, Ontario. So that's where the journey all began. And that's sort of how the journey on fatty acids began because even though I have undergraduate degree in you know physiology and anatomy and so forth, and, and uh, that my master's degree was in business, and basically, even to this day, they don't teach lipid biochemistry relative to the human body and the pathology involved. So that's how it all started, and here we are 30 years later, and I've been helping lots of people get over terminal cancers and so forth with some of this knowledge ever since with as I always say, lots of resistance. It's sort of like trying to turn the Titanic with an oar paddle.
0: Yeah, that's difficult, right there. <laughs> so you you have thirty years of experience in this space, which is really impressive. All I'm,
1: I'm going to say to that, all I'm going to say to that, Ben, is I was born in the '40s. <laughs>
0: So let's talk, let's talk about EFAs, Paul. Let's talk about essential fatty acids. I've done episodes with about it with uh, Brian Paskin, your colleague. I've done two episodes with him, uh, two episodes with Jeff Matheson, and a few others about it. But for those who didn't listen to that episode, what are EFAs and how does that relate to cancer?
1: Okay, essential fatty acids, and there's still lots of debate over these things all the time, which ones are the most essential and which ones aren't and so forth. But basically, essential fatty acids are part of your membranes in your body, throughout your whole body, that are required, and you must get these from your diet. We cannot make these. So for the sake of uh, simplicity, this is what they call linoleic acid and alpha-linolenic acid. But I like to say it's cis linoleic acid because the utilization of these fats in processed food alters them dramatically and takes away their whole functionality. So cis linoleic acid and alpha-linolenic acid are your essential fats. And if I could give them an an analogy of the cell membrane, basically 50% of our cell membranes are saturated fat. These are fats that are solid at room temperature, your butter, your lard, your coconut oil, and so forth, You know your grass-fed butter, of course. And the other 50% are these fatty acids. And you need to think of these fatty acids as the doors and windows that let things in and out of the cell, the unit of life. And if they don't fit properly, you got leaky windows and doors. And when we apply heat, light, and oxygen to these fats, these polyunsaturates, then what we do is we alter their shape. And it's that altering of those shapes that if you take a walk outside today, you'll see the result of that. It's called altered shapes of human beings.
0: Yeah, I see that. It's rampant. So we have essential fatty acids that we don't make. We get them through diets. And they are in the form of linoleic acid, alpha lipoic acid. Is that what you, so far, so good? yeah okay and and a lot of people could look that up and they'll see oh yeah we have you know uh, these inflammatory uh, adulterated uh, omega 6 and we're not talking about that we're talking about unadulterated fats which you call cis acid
1: correct absolutely
0: and they are the gateway the gate- gatekeepers for things that go into the cell and outside the cell
1: that is the primary, primary function, but by all limits, not all of them. Their primary function is the integrity of the cell membrane. So they keep the balance of what should be in the cell and what should be outside, including the permeability with respect to water. So you can even think to the extreme of these are the gut lining, these are the blood-brain barrier, if you want to take it at a bigger level than just the cell but the the unit of life is the cell and these are the protectors
0: got it okay so let's talk a little bit about how having these um in let's say in uh, an inflamed membrane leads to cancer and disease
1: okay what happens is basically there's and there's quite a number of reasons including you know various frequencies out there like EMS and, and diet and toxins and poisons and viruses and everything else. And we're constantly, this cell membrane is constantly under bombardment, okay? It's a double lipid layer that not only protects the outside of the cell, okay? And you can see this if you look under any microscope, they look for this when they do blood cell analysis of red blood cells. But... This double lipid layer also goes around and protects the genetic material, your nucleus. It also is what protects your mitochondria. So fats are absolutely one of the most important and misunderstood areas. And you might ask, like a question people ask is, how do we get on this thing that fats weren't important, understanding that the body is made up of fats, proteins, and carbohydrates? How do we just discard fats out of the picture? Well, we can thank Ansel Keys and corrupt science and, of course, money. And what we embarked on from the 1950s was basically all fats are bad and cholesterol bad. And that has led to basically a stoppage for 40 years of any research with respect to lipids and the human body. The only research for 40 years was with respect to oil and gas, plastics, paints and varnishes. Nobody cared because it wasn't important to the human body. So that's how we got ourselves into this conundrum now of the cell membrane being so impaired because basically of what we're eating. And we've just added to the toxic load. We can go on about that one for two hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So how does cancer develop in the body when you have this this process dysfunctioning?
1: Well... For those who may not be aware of it, the guy who really deserves credit in a lot of this is a Dr. Otto Warburg. Dr. Otto Warburg spent 60 years, who was probably the greatest biochemist to the last 100 years. And unfortunately, he was doing all his science for a madman on the planet called Adolf Hitler. And Adolf Hitler let him live, even though he was Jewish, because Adolf Hitler, when he reigned, was only afraid of one thing and that was cancer because his parents died from it. So he was terrified of cancer and funded and allowed Otto Warburg to do all this work. And of course, Otto Warburg came up with and basically identified that there's only one primary cause of cancer, deprivation of oxygen by 30 35% in the mitochondria, and the respiration of the cell turns to Glucose metabolism, and that is cancer. Now, there's quite a few factors involving the cell membrane that impair that ability to transfer oxygen across all these membranes because it must make about seven membranes to get into the mitochondria. And the easy way for the audience to understand this is think of yourself as a car. And what happens to your car when your carburetor only opens up a halfway or less? you start to have a little bit of trouble with something called combustion. The car doesn't run too smoothly. More and more fatigue in the car sets in, just like the human body. And so that process of depriving the mitochondria of the oxygen, the body naturally trying to survive turns to a lower life form. So basically you can think of cancer as those cells start to turn to a fungus. And utilizing sugar, and eventually they turn mm-hmm. cancerous.
0: So, in this day and age, Paul, what is the most common reasons for that happening?
1: Oh, diet's the big one, no question. But all of the things, you know, you got to have exercise. You got to have all the components. But when we go through all of this, after the integrity of the cell membrane, which is where it really is critical from a preventative standpoint, then once the cell start to break down one of the areas that occurs, that really has a huge impact that this takes off, is the inability to produce an eicosanoid. Now, there's no sense taking this to your doctors because they don't understand any of it. The only ones who understand what I'm talking about are the biochemists in uh, the big pharmaceutical companies. But in effect, we make an eicosanoid called prostaglandin E1. Ticosanoids are localized like, notice I said like, localized like hormones. They appear and disappear with every breath. They only affect the cell as a communicator and the cells around it. And we can make up to 2,000 of these per second, per cell, and they figure a lot more in the brain we aren't even 5% down the road in understanding how the cell works. It's so complex. Wow. But my mentor, David Horobin, who was a genius and 30 years ahead, did the raw research and opened the door on all this. And basically what this prostaglandin-1 does, and it's on your omega-6 pathway, it is the first eicosanoid made. And these things just cascade with feedbacks and loop systems that are just we're just untangling it, okay? And you got to remember, most of this just been discovered in the last 20, 30 years. So what this prostaglandin-1 does, though, it is your bronchial vasodilator. It opens the door for oxygen in your lungs. It is your peripheral vasodilator. Away go your cold hands, cold feet, blue toes. It is the number one anti-inflammatory that your body makes. When you make lots of this, your pain tolerance goes up five to tenfold. And next, it produces the T lymphocyte suppressor cells, which is the part of your immune system that says, we have invaders, send two sharpshooters, not the whole Navy. So they prevent the cytokine storm. We are having this enzyme through the liver and at the cell level, we are bombarding this enzyme that allows us to make this signaling mechanism at the cellular level. And what bombards this enzyme is, it gets weaker as we get older. It's this damn thing called aging. Number two, persistent viral infections. You might have heard of COVID-19 or colds, or flus, or hepatitis C, or cytomegalovirus, or HIV. These things are all in us by the gazillions of numbers. It's whether they get activated. They get activated when there's not enough oxygen around at the cell level to kill them. So what happens is there's those things. The insulin response impairs the the delta-6 enzyme. So what else does? Uh, toxic chemicals pollution smoking Uh, you know in other words there's a whole list of things that impair this enzyme and this enzyme then must pick up when you convert this fat what happens is it goes from cisplenolic to gamma-linolenic acid that's the first enzyme step and it's inhibitory that's the one that's impacted so much then it rapidly elongates to something called behomogamolinolinic acid. And then it's from this that we make this prostaglandin one because that through this chain now it picks up zinc, magnesium, selenium, vitamin D, vitamin C, B three, B six, B twelve, and anybody who's reading a whole bunch of health magazines. I just gave you a whole bunch of the numbers that seem to be so important out there for people's health in today's world. And so the whole key here is, is you got you fit the doors and windows properly, then they work to open up and let it, what should go in, and it's a two-way highway. So when you do this, not only do you get the oxygen rushing in and the nutrients, you also get the highway going the other way. So you get lots of Herxheimer effects of toxic load at the cellular level coming out. I have cancer patients that 5 years they've been, you know, through all the chemo's, the radiating and everything and they'll tell me when they do this after a couple weeks. They'll tell me they smell the chemotherapy they had 4 years ago. Wow. They smell the drugs coming off
0: of them. Hey Keto Camper, I want to interrupt this episode real quick and let you know about a product I've been using to reduce inflammation and to get better sleep. When it comes to the CBD space, it is like the wild, wild west. And the company I've discovered is Dr. Phillips Formulations. It is pure, safe, potent, and yes, it's formulated by a doctor. They bring over 20 years of medical experience to their CBD oil. They have a proprietary formulation which combines pure, high-quality ingredients with the knowledge of a board-certified physician. They have tinctures that are internationally certified for non-GMO. And here's what they also have, keto CBD fruit chews. Yes, they are keto friendly, they taste delicious, and they're a great way to reduce inflammation in the body. If you want to get your hands on these CBD tinctures and keto fruit chews, head over to drphillipscbd.com. That is d-r-p-h-i-l-l-i-p-s-c-b-d.com. We will also put a link for you in the podcast notes down below. Okay, let's get back to this episode. Wow.
1: So it gets very complex, and I don't mean to make it complex for the people, but it's not as difficult if you understand. Let's go back to the car for a minute, and I'll make it easy for people. The car has a clutch, and it has a brake, and it has a gas pedal. The clutch is your omega-3. It's important, but it's not the biggest deal. The problem in society today is everybody's foot is on the brake. They have inflammation going on like crazy. We have to not only stop the inflammation, we have to naturally increase the anti-inflammatory. What that means is get your foot off the brake and get it on the gas pedal. You only have two legs. Well, guess what leg is important? The one that operates the brake in the gas pedal, that's the omega-6. The one that operates the clutch is the omega-3. Mm.
0: Great analogy. I haven't heard that one before.
1: Yeah, they both compete for the same enzyme. And I also wanted to mention about Warburg, with respect to him, just about all his publications were in German and whatever foreign languages. And the U.S., I mean, they basically, the NIH and everybody, you know kept this stuff under wraps. And there's a guy in Houston, you might have heard of him, Brian Peskin. And he wrote a book a number of years ago, The Hidden Story of Cancer. And it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of work to basically take this information from a scientific standpoint to try and educate doctors and the public to understand this whole concept. So kudos to Brian Peskin. And uh, we hooked up about 10, 12 years ago or something. We've been a means of support to each other in this. So there's two paddles trying to turn the Titanic.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you could throw me
0: into the mix as well. Good, good, mix. Yeah, I love Brian, Brian's work as well. He's brilliant. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance Ben4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is Ben, B-E-N, and the number 4. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. And uh, okay, what are some of the things nutritionally that keep our foot on the brake pedal? And then what are some things we can do nutritionally to put our foot on the gas pedal?
1: Well, when I lecture to doctors or NDs, the first big mistake they're all making is everybody jumped on this omega-3 bandwagon. And the omega-3s are important, but they don't hold salt to how important the omega-6s are. And if you look at your food supply out there, for instance, on, on this, what used to be a beautiful planet Earth that we're destroying, then it is so highly skewed to omega 6 Everything is. You read in health journals about how important, like walnuts are great for you because they're so rich in omega-3. Are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? There's five to six times the omega-6 in a walnut that there is a three. And food like this is everywhere. And even animals that eat grass exclusively, like zebras, for instance, okay? Like that very high in alpha-linolenic, very high concentration in their diet of omega-3, yet all their tissues are Mm -hmm. omega-6. So the omega-3s are needed in small amounts, and especially if you're in a disease state where the delta-6 enzyme is impaired. But if you take a lot of omega-3s in, especially derivatives, not to mention the parent alpha-linolenic, you shut down the omega 6 you aren't going very far just because you're shifting a clutch. you got to get your foot off the brake, and that means raising this PG1, which prevents the release of free arachidonic acid, fatty acids, which is where all your cytokines, your leukotrienes, and thromboxins, and all your inflammatory response occurs. So people have been hoodwinked on the omega-3 thing. Why wouldn't they be? 25 30 years ago when I started um, this stuff was had the fish fish factories had to pay for this stuff to be taken to the dump now it's a 20 30 million dollar market so do you need some of this absolutely but only because you're using derivatives on the omega 6 chain so what I've been preaching for a good 20 years is never ever take epa dha without the corresponding proper balance and ratio of gla everybody talks about six and three ratio but when you're into derivatives you better balance all the way down the chain but that's tricky you have to know what you're doing yes but the rewards are unbelievable how about you're 10 years younger in three months According to every measurement, your skin, your hair, your nails, your arteries, everything. Why? Because aging and viruses and all these other things are impairing that step. Alcohol, so forth. So if you know what you're doing, and if you've been on my website at all, you'll see stories of some of them that'll drive you crazy because you can't believe them. Then if you know what you're doing and you're disciplined relative to your diet, then... So many diseases other than cancer can be turned around because it's all a breakdown of this pathway. And, of course, where's this pathway, the largest part of it? It's through our good old friend, the liver. Well, who'd have thought that we might be clogging our filter in this beautiful, clean world we live in? I'm being sarcastic. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> The liver is the uh, soccer mom organ. She does everything for us and yeah, we beat her up. We don't oh,
1: we don't yeah. treat her well. Oh well and, and yeah, and look at look at right now what's going on. I mean, they're all talking about fatty liver disease. Well, what do you think think's happening? That's this impairment of these enzymes, the delta six, the delta five, the delta four. We're bombarding it. I know a lot of people right now. I've just helped turn around a number that were on, you know waiting with cirrhosis of the liver and going to be on a transplant list for livers and stuff, four or five months doing this, they no longer have cirrhosis of the liver. They don't need a liver transplant. I'll be posting some of those from the doctor's numbers. So we got to realize, and of course, there's other things that all help with that fasting and, uh, you know, you have to get in touch with uh, your, your soul. I mean, the spiritual stuff, all of these things are impacting on these pathways, all of them. It's never one. Anybody who thinks there's a magic bullet in one pill, I sort of look at it this way when I'm looking at fatty acids. It's like playing poker. You need four aces in the deck, and the four aces are the fatty acids. But you don't have much of a game if you don't have all the other cards, and you need all the other cards, whether it's B vitamins, whether it's zinc, whether it's magnesium you got to have them all and they've got to be in balance and they got to be in moderation too. And that's what mother nature te- teaches us, balance and moderation. And back to your original question on the doctors and and people, I tell them the biggest thing you can do for your health is don't eat anything that doesn't go bad in four days on your counter. It's about fresh, fresh, fresh. And I'll give you one example. Let's say you're down by the river, Ben, you're fishing, you catch a fish, you haul it in, you skin it, you put it in a pan on it, on the side of the river, you build a fire, you have it with a little butter, it's delicious. It's really healthy. Now let's say you caught that fish and you left it on the dock for two hours in the sunlight, would you eat it?
0: No. Why? After two hours? Oh, yeah. After two hours underneath the sun, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I would still eat it there under two hours,
1: yeah. Well, but basically most people wouldn't and they shouldn't because here's what happens. It's the EPA and DHA in that fish. It's the fatty acids in that fish that are like a magnet. And heat, light, and oxygen alters them. So those fats now that were essential fatty acids in that fish they now turn away from the form they were in. They're no longer in a cyst form. Now they look like bobby pins, so they no longer will attract oxygen. Mm-hmm. So in, they go to your body, and they go on your cell membranes, and they not only do they not attract oxygen, they block oxygen.
0: So the, the, what you're saying is, some, taking something like fish oil will steal antioxidants—a way to deal with that.
1: Yes, and and a good example is at Christmas time. Every once in a while, you, you, when you buy a whole nut in a shell, every once in a while, you bite into one and you go, oh, my God, like it's rancid, right? It tastes terrible. What's happened is some oxygen has got into that seed, the, the, the nut, right, through the shell. That is actually how virtually all of the processed oils would taste that are in packaged food if they weren't deodorized in the factory. This is why you can, and probably the best example of this is, you can take these runners from Ethiopia or other countries that, you know, just hardly survive, and they can run in their bare feet faster than anybody on the planet for longer. And then, of course, they get a scholarship to USC in the United States, they start eating at McDonald's, and you never hear from them again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so you're talking about the, the dangers food. of food. Yeah, yeah, right. But but what to remove first? So so we remove the adulterated oils, like the canola, yep. the corn, the soybean. These rancid Soy, oils that, that yep. are e- everywhere. They're toxic, yep. and then we replace it with what? What are the right things to replace it with?
1: You put, replace it with unadulterated oils that you know, for the vast majority, are cold pressed and you know, in small quantities, out of either the health food store or wherever realizing that when you open any of these and expose them to oxygen, they start to degrade. I think back when I was small and we got cut liver oil all the time, right? You'd pinch your nose and your parents would put it on a teaspoon for you. And that, when, when they got a bottle of that, that was a small bottle of that, that was great. The first half of the bottle was life-giving. They were killing us with the last half of the bottle. Because <laughs> <laughs> it went rancid. So, because it was turning rancid, absolutely. And uh, it's okay to understand that uh, you know people aren't trying to hurt one another or whatever, but people also need to understand this concept from the standpoint of the health food trade. Just because some, something's got sunflower oil or safflower oil or whatever doesn't mean that it's healthy when it's oxidized. It's the oxidized fats that we're taking in in processed food. I mean if people want to be healthy they've got to they're going to have to learn how to cook again. Good luck, eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very rare these days. Okay. So let's talk about your website which you mentioned a little bit about. It's called reversingaggressivecancer.com and we'll put a link for it in the notes of this podcast. You have some book recommendations, you have some testimonials, you have a blog. What are some of the things, some of the tools that you incorporate for reversing aggressive cancer outside of whatever
1: you just mentioned right now? Okay. Well, the most important thing, and this website's only been up for a couple months, right? I've gone all these years not doing the website thing because I won't get into the uh, some of the threats I went through in the 90s when I was in the media a lot. But um, basically, I decided after the 90s that I'm just going to help, help people one-on-one And I didn't want any media attention because I wanted the security in my family to be here. So the website, though, that is up now, first, I want people to know this. It was not put up to sell anything. There is no shopping cart. You know, we're not selling supplements or anything else. There's links to other other websites where you can buy things, whether it's through Amazon or whatever. But the purpose of this website was to give people hope give them their health back and to help them so what you're going to see is a very different website than you've seen a lot of other ones sure it gives it gives kudos to brian peskin it gives kudos to dr david horriban who is the real genius here by the way and he has 110 patents 800 medical publications he started the first journal for fats on medicine prostaglandins leukotriens thromboxins he came in second with a book before he died in 2002 to a guy named Stephen Hawkins for world scientific literature in a book called The Madness of Adam and Eve. And of course, I've helped lots of schizophrenics and bipolars as a consequence of his research. And of course, he was he hooked up with a couple of guys. You might've heard of Linus Pauling and Hopper to basically initiate orthomolecular medicine. So all of that's there. Uh, they're all, uh, you know, FAQ, there's all kinds of questions answered. Testimonials are all over the place. We got probably another hundred to put up, but many of these stories, they're all written by people. Some of them go on for four or five pages because of what they've gone through with two-year-olds, with dogs, with older people. Like diseases all over the place lots of different cancer ones where people were given you know three weeks to live six weeks to live they were in palliative care they had palliative radiation they were 80 pounds they're still alive today 15 years later this kind of thing these people you can contact them you can call them because you won't believe how the stories there's names of doctors names of hospitals <laughs> And nobody's take, tried to take a shot at me yet in two months.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you, what you will find there is uh, the common thread in all this is the balancing of these fatty acids. It's the getting off the processed fats. It's getting off the sugar. It's getting off the carbs and, of course, the trans fats. So it's these fatty acids that are critical for the membrane It's also about making sure that you have the cofactors, and it's also about keeping your blood thin, especially with cancer. Cancer only metastasizes when you have clotting.
0: There are so many researched benefits to having good fat in your diet, but there is just one little problem with all this healthy fat. If you can't properly digest the fat in your diet, chances are you won't feel that great. And a lot of people lack the one key nutrient needed to digest fat. To really get the best results from any diet, whether it's carnivore, paleo, keto, or even vegan, i found there are three things that can really help optimize your results. First, enhance your digestion and elimination. Second, boost your cellular energy. And third, rev up your fat-burning metabolism. And one of the best aids to a ketogenic lifestyle that I've ever found comes from my friends over at BiOptimizers, and it's called KPEX. What CAPEX does is three things. First, it breaks down the fats you eat into fatty acids using a proprietary lipase and dandelion extract blend. Most people aren't eating a lot more good fat in their diet these days. This means you're breaking down the dietary fat into usable energy and not storing it. Second, they transport those fatty acids into the muscles and in the liver. And they have several ingredients that dramatically increase the fatty acid oxidation inside your mitochondria, both in your muscles and liver. In other words, it's more fuel into your motor and more horsepower for your motor. If you take three to five capsules of k in the morning on an empty stomach, the energy is incredible. It feels like a cup of coffee and it lasts six to 10 hours and there's no nervous system stimulation. It works incredible as a pre-workout and even without caffeine. It's one of my go-tos when I'm in a fasted state. Now, it won't make up for bad eating or eating lots of excess calories, especially from processed foods and seed oils, but the research shows that it can raise metabolic rate and boost other fat loss hormones. I highly suggest trying it for yourself. And when you go to kenergize.com slash ketocamp, that's K-E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E forward slash ketocamp, camp with a K, you'll automatically get 10% off any package of CAPEX with the coupon code KetoCamp 10. That is K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P-1-0. We will also drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes.
1: And people don't understand what causes clotting. Well, anything that thickens your blood. And what's the number one thing that thickens your blood? Sugar. And what else thickens your blood? Adulterated oils. Guess what thins your blood? Fresh food and fresh oils and fresh vegetables and fresh fruit. Well, who'd have thought? So all of that there and, and all kinds of books, Radical Remission is a wonderful book uh, to help people spiritually. Ryan's book, PEO Solution, fantastic. The Hidden Story of Cancer, you know, some of these are on ebook. They're available to, for people to buy uh, with these other people's websites. But it's it's really what we have provided is we've provided a real toolkit here. And, again, it's up to them. You know, their belief system has to change. They have to start to realize. And what's interesting in the medical field is that they are starting to realize the major role in medicine, finally, just in the last two years, the major role that fatty acids now play in, you know, chemotherapy and radiation protection of the healthy cells. good example is pancreatic cancer. I get a call yesterday, right? Somebody's been through eight rounds. And, you know, the doctor says, oh, you can't take anything and this and that, and the person's dying. And, of course, I tell them just to, you know, punch in Dr. Ruth Lupu, GLA, evening primrose oil, pancreatic cancer, adenocarcinoma, and a place called the Mayo Clinic. And they'll find out that this GLA from evening primrose, it kills 85% of pancreatic cancer cells. And it's published out of a dump called the Mayo Clinic. And in the top cancer journal, you can go to 500 doctors tomorrow. They don't know what GLA stands for. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So there's answers out there. There's a total disconnect between science And the medical profession. And guess who is controlling the gateway between the two? Who? Big Pharma. Yeah. It's the fox guarding the hen house the whole way through. And I think people are starting to realize that with all the political nonsense that's going on. So the key is, is there's answers. And there's answers with science. And is it easy? Absolutely not. Because the one ingredient I can't supply, I can tell people what to do, but I can't supply the discipline to do it. Cancer patients crave carbohydrates like crazy and sugar. Uh, You know, cancer patients, you know, belief system has to crack. 90% of the people who come to me in the last 10 years, they've been told to go home and die and get their orders, affairs in order. That's what I get, because I live in Canada. Everything's free up here. 500, once you turn 65, you can have 500 drugs. And if you're under 25, there's only 400 free for you. In the whole country. And everything, everybody's medicine is social and free. So you can see the stumbling block that would create then, eh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I want to finish here, Paul. I want to finish with the role fasting plays with all of this, with cancer, with the mitochondria, the cell membrane. What, what role does, what influence does uh, fasting play with all this?
1: Well, the major thing that fasting does is it takes a lot of that blood flow and it takes a lot of that energy. Because remember, your energy comes from your mitochondria and you're trying to get this energy back now so that the cells individually can heal themselves from this onslaught. Thing called cancer but what the fasting does it first of all is going to help you cleanse your filter system your lymphatic your liver your kidneys everything why because there's less less energy and less garbage going in right so that's going to help you tremendously to cleanse up the filter system because remember once we open the highway man there's going to be a lot of garbage coming out so that's critical and the other thing that fasting does is allows more of that energy to go and help correct, you know, the cell and start to regulate the immune system, you know, with these eicosanoids. And we didn't get into the complexities of it. We just talked about the the first one that's made, PGE one.
0: The interview I did with Dr. Jeff Matheson a few weeks back, we went into that whole uh complex and all that. We had a graph, so I would recommend going to listen to that episode. Uh, we'll put a link for it down below.
1: Yeah, I was invited, uh, I guess I, over a year ago, to come and lecture to Jeff Matheson and his group of doctors relative to all of this. So I'm very familiar with uh, Jeff. He's a good guy. He's come over, as they say, I like to joke about it, but he came over to the good side. <laughs> <laughs> right. The good side. I love but, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's what's crazy here is, you know, and Brian Peskin deserves a lot of credit for this. What's crazy here is that this knowledge of the balance of the derivatives and the fatty acids, it's just the health food trade in selling these fish oils. Because you see, there's different forms of this stuff. And by the way, within the last two weeks, I was talking to one of the biggest manufacturers in the world. I don't want to mention names, but they are exiting the ethyl ester fish oil market, which is 90 plus percent being sold out there. And I would never tell anyone to take any of these ethyl ester omega-3 oils, because they're reattached to alcohol molecule and just what your liver needs over alcohol. And they're so highly concentrated, who the heck eats 50 fish a day and they shut down this Omega six and PG one. So you have to be, you know, do you think there's a manufacturer out there that's going to tell you that less is more? (laughs) No way. (laughs) But that's the situation here. Yeah. Yeah. So, It is changing behind the scenes, but unfortunately these multi-million dollar companies uh, in the uh, fish oil business, if you think that they're gonna plow, you know, 30 million dollars worth of inventory into the ground, they're just gonna, they're gradually just gonna move away from ethyl esters because of all the research. It's taken 10 years. I was threatened with a lawsuit on this about six years ago from Europe, if I exposed it. But what's gonna happen is, that they're all moving towards what they call re-esterfied. Now re-esterfied reattaches it to a glycerin backbone like the whole triglyceride you get if you ate the fish. So it's okay, but again, it's way overdose concentrated. So the key part here is you need GLA from evening primrose and not one from China that's blended with barrage oil, which is a whole other story about the dangers of it, which are all over your health food store. We use one in Canada here that is approved by Health Canada that was initiated as special seeds that they grow in New Zealand and in the Netherlands because nobody wants to do evening primrose oil from a crop standpoint because it only blooms at night once every two years. And it's a very difficult crop, and it's so expensive. So this is why you have all these other oils coming out, whether it's in products, borage, this, that. But they don't work the same, and that's a whole other story if you want an hour and a half. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so I use uh, Pureform, which I know you are a fan of. You have it on your website as well. So yeah, I... and,
1: and Pureform is wonderful for uh, you know, not too serious of conditions and for a preventative and a maintenance and everything else. But if you're in the full throes of cancer, stage 3, stage 4, whatever, you need more help on this omega-6 pathway. So I will take get people who are taking Pureform omega, which is an unbelievable product. I will get people with that and I will add them a couple capsules of the, the what's it called it's called ephemol evening primrose oil it's a particular brand okay and it has 30% 30% higher it has 30% higher concentration of gamma linolenic acid it took 10 years to develop been through clinical 100 million dollars worth of clinical trials and research and of course this is what was initiated by Horben And uh, it's approved even in Canada, like it's approved up here for uh, eczema and uh, uh, psoriasis or acne, right? Uh, You wouldn't find a dermatologist who knows what it's for in Canada, but it's been approved since 2008 because there's no drug rep. It's not a drug, but there's no rep handing out free free tickets to the hockey game.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, and all that can be found on your website. I'm looking at it right now. So we'll put a link for it down below. It's reversingaggressivecancer.com, and we'll put a link down below.
1: Yeah, and we invite all inquiries. Like, we're just trying to get information out that People can do what they want. You know, there's various fatty acid products they need to, you know, there's other ones that, you know, like you get vegetarians. Well, now there's products out there like ahi flour, and I've talked to the CEO of their company out of Europe, and they're not as far down on the omega-3 chain as EPA, but it looks like a good possibility. Uh, They're one chain down past the omega-6 instead of past the omega-5 like EPA. It's all, again, about balance.
0: Right. Exactly. Any any final words on the fasting component? You mentioned a little bit about it, but anything else you want to add before we close this out?
1: Well, you know, some people are really afraid of fasting, uh, and
0: but my audience is not. They're, my audience yeah. loves it.
1: Well, to me, fasting is can be as simple as this: just sip some bone broth for a couple of days. <laughs> you give your body and filter everything such a break. Because the biggest danger of, of, say, going too strong at fasting is you may throw your electrolytes out, right? But that doesn't happen very often. And people need to understand that, you know, you can go 30 days without food, that you can go five days without water, but you can only go three minutes without oxygen. And we have created a planet today that has 30% less oxygen on it than 100 years ago. And if you want to get well find some trees and go walk in it.
0: I love it. I love it. Simple. Um, Go out in nature, get oxygen, avoid the rancid fats, the fish oils, add in the right fats, and the body will begin to heal because the body is incredible. So I I love what you shared, Paul, and I want to encourage the keto campers who are listening to this podcast to go check out Paul's work. We'll we'll put resources down below. Go check them out, especially if you know somebody who has cancer right now. This might be a a game changer for them. Uh, Paul, I want to acknowledge you for the work that you've been doing for 30 years now, (laughs) more than most people out there, and your three different degrees and all the research, all the information that you've done, and you shared it so beautifully on this podcast. And I Look forward to having you back and getting a little bit deeper into some of the things that you spoke about today. But I really, I really enjoyed your analogies and the conversation today, and I want to thank you.
1: Could I add one comment regarding ketogenesis?
0: Yeah, I would love for you to do so. Yes. Two,
1: two quick things that people in this message, you're, you are the guy to get this up. Number one, transition slowly, or you are going to have keto flu, and. The way I tell people that is this. A panda bear has been eating for thousands of years bamboo. What happens if you stop feeding it bamboo? It's dead in 60 days. So transition slowly because you could end up with a lot of keto flu problems. But the other thing is this. Everybody's talking about keto, 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 and it's absolutely correct. What they need to do is talk about the quality of the fats, though. It's not just switching to fat because the average person never imparts quality of fat in it, and that's what's important.
0: Amen. I love it. I'm all over that, Paul. I talk about that often. You know, There's no cookie cutter approach to keto. You could get into ketosis, but develop cancer and feel like crap, right? Or you could get into ketosis and heal the body. So yes, transition slowly. I teach that and make sure you're eating the right fats that we spoke about here and I talk about in a lot of my episodes. So awesome conversation, Paul. I I, I enjoyed it so much. Anything else that you want to share, like find you beside your website?
1: Well, the next time we get together, I'll figure out how to do Zoom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll do video next time for sure. Uh, okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you again. I really hope you got so much from that conversation I did. He's based out of Canada. I'm going to put a link for him down below. He has protocols, testimonials, product recommendations, book recommendations, and just so much great information on cellular health on his website. I encourage you to text this episode to a friend who you believe could get so much value from this conversation with Paul Beatty please take a minute as well to leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really makes the biggest difference for podcast shows. I also encourage you to take a screenshot of this on your phone right now and post it on Instagram. Tag me at TheBenazade and at Keto Camp Official. When I see it, we'll share it. And if you want to get my free keto kickstart guide you could go and get that over at www.ketokickstartguide.com again i want to thank you so much for choosing the keto camp podcast you're a genius you're amazing you will hear me on the next episode